Hey guys, it's Tay's Green Life. I'm Taylor and I'm here with Waters Deep. Waters Deep, introduce yourself. Okay. I'm Gabe. I'm the singer. I'm Rohan. I play guitar and do screams. Okay. I am Brandon and I do guitar as well. Cool, cool, cool. Um, how long has Waters Deep been a band? Um, I would say maybe 2018 is when we became a band. It was sort of like an acoustic project before that, but mm. I, don't, I don't think we really became a band until 2018. And that's when like Rohan joined, Brandon joined a little later, but yeah, I would say 2018 was our formation year. That sounds cool. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry. You can go ahead. Yeah. I was just going to add to that. I think our first show was, uh, was in April, wasn't it? It was a show you booked. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think we'll probably get to that. But yeah, um, April, uh, that was a, that was a fun show. That was our first show. And as a full band, like as, as you know, three piece, I guess we started off. Um, that was a fun time. <laughs> Sounds great. Um, so what would uh, be you guys' biggest influences? Brandon, you can actually jump in with this question. Uh, well, my influences are actually nothing compared to what we play. So, uh, I'm more of like a death metal, black metal kid. So, uh, I try, I'm, I'm trying to bring a little bit more of that very, very in small amounts into, you know, upcoming material, but that's mainly my influences. And anybody else? Um, what about you, Gabe? My influences are more on like the post hardcore emo side of things. Like some of my biggest ones are like Made a Prey, Taking Back Sunday, uh, The Used, MCR, Senses mm -hmm. Fail, a little bit of Under Oath, Silverstein, to name a yeah. few. Those are probably like my personal influences. I don't know if I would say like they're the band's influences as a whole, but like just on my end, that's kind of where we get like our emo vibes. <laughs> Yeah, for me personally, I would say, um, well, I'm, I'm more, I'm, I guess I'm kind of, it's funny because Brandon's like on the like extreme side and then like Gabe's on the <laughs> other end. I'm like right there in the middle. I'm the metalcore kid. You know, I like, I like a little bit of metalcore. I like, I like my, you know, prog and I like my gent, you know, I like all that stuff and the, you know, weird experimental jazz, funk, gent, whatever, prog fusion things. I don't know. Um, that's kind of my influence. So if I would say like bands, like I like bands, like and then the more gen side of things, like, you know, Veil of Mine, Born with Cyrus, uh, Reflections, uh, you know, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> it, it all really depends, but I don't know. I'm yeah, really it, coming up with things off the top of my head as far as band names, but yeah, there's quite a few random things in there. If you listen really closely to our music, you can kind of hear like a little bit of all that, you know, like yeah. Brandon kind of brings like the shreddy side of things. Rohan brings like the genty proggy side of things. I bring the whiny sad boy side of things. <laughs> <laughs> and I see how <clears throat> you guys recovered a, core, uh, a cover of an MCR song, Mama. Can we talk about that one? Yeah, absolutely. That was a lot of fun. Uh, so fun fact, we actually covered that song on an eight string. We did the eight string guitar cover of that. It was because um, we just why not really? Plus, I think the original song was in you know E standard. So we just dropped it down an octave. We'll say it's only an octave lower. So why not? <laughs> it's an octave. Yeah. Um, and how like 
was playing with Oh Sleeper and Famous Last Words. Oh, that was that was a few years ago, but that was a really fun show. I think Rohan was the one that found that show actually for us. Oh yeah. I actually hardly remember. When was that? Was it 2019? Like a few <laughs> months before COVID. Yeah. Wow. That was before my time. So <laughs> I, know, I know nothing about that. <laughs> you want to go ahead and talk about that one, Rohan? Uh, I would, but it's just so long. I hardly remember uh, exactly the process. I remember the show though. The show was great. Um, the show was fun. Uh, there were quite a few people. There it was like cafe Six Eleven. Uh, I think it was convictions. It was Oh sleeper. Uh, famous last words and I think empty empty yeah which by the way empty was was dope as well um but yeah that was a, that was a pretty fun show I, I haven't seen cafe 611 like that packed in a while like sometimes like they do but like wow like that show like there's a lot of people there there was actually a line to get in. <laughs> uh, I I get punched in front of me during. Oh, no, that's. Uh, I think it was in between, <laughs> in between a couple bands. Like some guy got mad, and like I, I heard some guy like yell like some curse words at some other dude, and then I like look around and I just see like this like dude with a bloody nose, and I'm like, oh, okay, I'm gonna walk over there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I didn't see that happen. It was like before. It was like I think before maybe before famous last words or i don't remember it was like after our set like a couple bands after our set it was really funny or not funny but i don't know <laughs> <laughs> yes. yeah, bloody noses are fun yeah no <laughs> <laughs> um so how was playing the blue ridge rock festival that was a little more recent so that, that one we remember yeah more. i remember that a little bit <laughs> <laughs> that was a cool experience like fun. Yeah, that was definitely the biggest show we ever played. Um, it was really stressful in the moment, like getting ready for it, you know, like driving down there, making sure everything's like good to go, making sure we sound good because um, we had never really played anything to that level before. Um, so it was one of those things where it was kind of stressful leading up to it. But now looking back, you don't really remember this. <laughs> you don't really remember the stressful parts. You just remember like, the fun parts now. So now, now looking back, we're like, damn, that was a good time. That was a lot of fun. Personally, I think it was even, Oh, sorry, Brandon. Go ahead. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was going to say, it was definitely interesting working with people who were setting up your stuff for you this time. Since we're all so used to, you know, getting everything out of the car, setting it up ourselves. This time we're getting it out of the car and people are taking it up for us and like here what's next give me this give me this give me this we'll set up for you just get it out of the car i'm like oh, okay all right here i'll let you do it all i'll sit here i'll enjoy it enjoy my coffee do you that, that did was, pretty nice that was that was pretty that was an experience and then just walking up on the the big stage and like wow what do i do with all this room we're used to like 10 foot stages not 50 foot stages yeah how was that experience like having like a huge group of people just kind of like migrating to you after a big band just played in the, the stage before you it was cool yeah like we i feel like we played for like a lot of new faces that hadn't heard us before um and even now like a few months later every once in a while like we'll get a comment on tiktok that's like i saw you guys at blue ridge and i was like oh no way like that's that's really cool that sounds great that show was so fun i mean i will say like 
it was it was super stressful already and i think for me it could have been i also i, I guess it could have been less stressful but because all it could also been more stressful i don't know for me it was just also kind of weird though because i was i ended up playing drums at that show and i'm not really a drummer so i was like oh god and it was like decided really like quick before the show because there was like some plans fell through so i was like oh this is gonna be hard but you know i i think i kind of pulled yeah. it off so it was all right it worked out and it was it's kind of cool to like be able to say that i did i don't know <laughs> it sounded good to me <laughs> yeah i was gonna say it sounded pr- really good for me as well well that's but, a good uh, experience like a great experience but stuff like that is insane and how like you guys are able to come together like quickly like that um and with being a community, you know, like you guys got to meet a few people out there. Um, and who was like a a big influence that you got to meet at a lineup like that? Hmm. I got to I got to meet. Uh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt your Ming. But uh, <laughs> I uh, I got to meet Jesse and uh, Adam D from Killswitch, which was really awesome. They're a huge influence on me since I've started listening to them you know, at a fairly young age. So that was cool. You know, just walking back in the, the artist section and they're just there. And I'm like, all right, I got to go say hi. (laughs) So that was cool. Pretty cool. Yeah. Um, anybody else got experiences they want to share? Um, I didn't meet a whole lot of people at Blue Ridge. I met the drummer for ABR. We were playing on the same stage as them. So that was really awesome. He was super nice to us. Um, I've met Spencer from Ice Nine Kills a few times. He was actually playing, like Ice Nine Kills was playing the same day we were playing, but I didn't get to see them. Uh, But I've seen them live like a bunch already. So it was all good. I've I've gotten like three selfies with Spencer over the years. And next time, if I ever meet him again, they're like way bigger now than when I used to go see them. But if I ever meet him again, I'm going to just be like, remember all these selfies? He'll probably just be like, who the hell are you? (laughs) That sounds cool. That sounds cool. Um, I heard about an experience you guys had. uh, I guess you played in Dunkin Donuts. Can we talk about that? Oh, <laughs> what the fuck up is uh, was it? What the fuck is up, Denny's? Like, let's hear it. <laughs> well, okay, so um, we we're supposed to play this venue in Norfolk, right? And it was the first day of this little tour that we had booked, and um, the show got canceled. Maybe thirty minutes after we got into the area, so. We were kind of like super bummed. We were like, you know, like, dang man, it was the first day too, so we're like, damn, we can't even play a show today. Like this, ugh. so you know, we were going back to we we had like a motel that we were gonna go to, and um, so we went over there and we were like, all right, cool. Um, I guess we'll just chill, do whatever. And there was a Duncan across the street, so you know, and it, it, honestly, if you if you know me, you know that. I mean, anyone that really knows me well enough will will know that I'll have a stupid idea here and there. So uh, that being said, I turned to Gabe and I'm like, yo, what if like 
you know, we ask them if we can play here. Cause if we get a funny video of that, it could be really funny. And a lot of people could see it and it'd just be yes. really silly. Um, cause I've seen, you know, of course the Denny's thing, and there's been like countless other examples of like, like bands playing in like grocery stores and like Italian restaurants and just weird places you would never expect. So yeah, this would have been a perfect opportunity, right? And why not give it a shot at that point? <laughs> so I was like, you know, let's do it. And, and I think Gabe, what your response was, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think word for word, you said, uh, what did you say? God, I just forgot. I just lost. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. So you said, um, as long as I'm not the one asking, sure. That sounds like a typical Gabe response for literally anything. <laughs> yeah. Um, how did yeah. that go? Like what, what oh. exactly did you guys do to even get into Dunkin' Donuts? Like who did you, I went in there, I went in there and I, you know, uh, I think I ordered a drink or something just so it wouldn't be as weird. And then <laughs> like I ordered the Kit Kat, whatever thing. I don't know if they have it anymore, but it, I don't know. They had some weird Kit Kat drink and i was like sure why not uh because kit kats are good right but i i got that and then i asked him by the way um so we're a band and like we are on tour and we had a show that we were supposed to play today and the venue canceled can we play here <laughs> by any chance and and he looked at me and he was like uh <laughs> let me get the manager real quick okay so he goes to the back to get the manager i turn to gabe and i'm like yo this is a 50 50 shot here this could either like (laughs) you went to get the manager you know that's that's the progress right (laughs) the manager comes out and she's like confused and whatever she's like so what what were you what, what were you asking me again and i was like so and i explained the situation again and she was like so let me get this straight you guys you want to play in here (laughs) <laughs> she just looked at me like I was stu- like the craziest thing. She was like, "You're like, you want to play in here?" And I, was like, I looked at her and I was like awkwardly, like I was like, uh, "If that's if if that's cool," <laughs> and and she was like. The little pause and she was like, all right, sure. Why not? <laughs> so I was like, okay, bet. And then honestly, I will say it was so funny. Cause you know, she helped us. Like she walked over, she was like to the table. She helped us clear the tables. We moved all these tables out. We've left one out for merch. And like, it was so funny. Uh, set up everything in the corner. And like, we had our power like strips and stuff. So we plugged into like the power and like plug all our amps in sound checked and everything. This guy came uh his name's Casey House and uh he came funny enough I ran into him at another show later which was really funny but uh they these guys were there and some guy had a PA and another dude had a camera so <laughs> oh my god in my so like just it just the stars aligned we had a show we had you know vocals we had the sound system you know we had the vo- the vocals were mic'd up and everything it sounded great um and also, yeah, I mean, we got a kick-ass promo video out of it, and it was just really funny because it's on YouTube now. There's a whole yeah. promo video of us playing through like our song. I wish I had the courage to tell you this sooner, and it's just like just random clips of us playing at the Duncan. I mean, like, that's cool. It's, it's really like, awesome. <laughs> like that's awesome. a cool story. Like not a lot of people do that. I mean, the the Dinnies though. That one, that's hilarious. That's yeah, just, yeah. And the fact that you guys also did it, like, but out of Dunkin' Donuts is insane. Like, I'm surprised she said yes. Um, I was so happy. 
Yeah. And with other venues you guys have played at besides Dunkin' Donuts, um, what was one of your favorites? Uh, for me, I would say my personal favorite venue that we've ever played at was maybe Baltimore Soundstage. I'm going to have to <laughs> say Baltimore Soundstage as well. That's, yeah. you know, um, that one, actually that one, and there's another venue in Baltimore called the Record Theater. That was another one. That was really fun to play. Had a really good sound system in it. It's been a long time since I've played there, so I don't, I don't know if it still lives up to what I remember. And um, with having shows in different areas, because I'm in Richmond, um, how was the rock and punk, the pop punk scene in D.C.? Um, it's, it's interesting because, well, the reason I say that is because in our area, like there's the Baltimore scene, the D.C. scene, the Northern Virginia scene, and they all kind of mingle. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And there's a lot of really, really incredibly talented bands all over the place. You know, DC has some great bands, Northern Virginia, Baltimore. Um, and even down in Richmond, I know there's a lot of great music down there too, even though that's a little farther away. The only downside to where we live, I would say is really just, I feel like, and this is nobody's fault, but I just feel like there's not as many venues anymore as there used to be. And it's just like COVID definitely didn't help with that either. It's like a lot of venues are kind of dying now, but there are still some venues that are doing really well. And then there's some newer venues that have been popping up. So it's, it's struggling a little bit, I would say probably because of COVID, but at the same time, we got good bands. we got some newer venues that are coming back. So I would say it's uh, still a good scene overall. And how would you feel about um, social media for a band? Um, like how it's completely different than it used to be like back then, but now it's like a big thing and a big part of how bands get out. Um, can you guys explain that? Well, I, I feel like it's super, super important. Um, it's especially I've, you know, I've started to realize even more so after COVID hit, it's become, you know, extra important to mm-hmm. you know be super active online. If, you know, it's, it's really hard to, you know, when you are uh, trying to get someone's attention as a band or as an artist or anyone that's promoting their, you know, anything really, you got to not only get their attention, but you got to keep it right. So it's like, the more you post, the more active you are, the more you get your material and your content out in front of the people that um, are going to enjoy it most um, and, you know, connect with it and relate to it the most. Uh, it's it's best to find that audience regardless of, you know, where they are and just feed them as much as you can. And just like uh try to keep them engaged as best as possible and just keep, you know, trying to it's word of mouth is still very much a thing. I think the medium has just changed a little bit. And with, um, you guys, uh, making it to top hundred on a battle of the bands. How was that experience? That was, that was pretty surprising, honestly, just seeing how many bands were on that list. And then like seeing that we made it pretty high, I knew we weren't going to win because <laughs> there's so <laughs> like bigger bands than us, but I just wanted to do it just to see what would happen, you know? And the fact that we were able to make it to that second round, like yes. that was just a cool feeling, you know? And plus it, it gave us, a good fun thing to talk about on TikTok for a few days. It was good content for a while. 
That's great. That's great. Cause, cause social media is very important. Like, um, where Han said, um, and it's just like, I have to be on social media constantly. I have to be like looking at like bands. I have to be constantly liking stuff and sharing and like marketing to other people. And that's why I think like what you guys are doing, like how, since you joined my podcast, um, I'm trying to build a community. And with that community started, like networking, social media shows are very important. And like, I mean, you guys pretty much do like your own recording and like production. And like, so you're, you're doing your own thing. Like you're not showing the outside world. How is it like when you guys need something, do you guys reach out to other bands or do you normally just take care of it yourself? Well, I think, it, I think it depends on, on, on what exactly it is mm-hmm. um, for the most part. Uh, as far as like, if we're booking out of state shows, like sometimes we will reach out to other bands and of course, you know, to obviously, you know, find some cool bands to play with and stuff like that and get to know and like, you know, but, you know, build those connections and friendships with, um, but yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I guess, I guess it really depends on where we are and I guess what we're trying to accomplish, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes total sense. Um, and your, uh, newest single, the sadness in her eyes. Um, what is the meaning behind that? Uh, meaning's basically just, I guess as like a short general message, it's just like, you know, check on your loved ones, make sure your loved ones are okay. You know, look out for one another, all of that. And I do that, um, with the lyrics, just by telling a story yeah. of, you know, a girl going through like trauma, suicidal thoughts, things like that. And just like trying to get through to that person. So that's kind of the, the short version of what that song is about and the meaning and the message behind it and what I want people to get out of it. I, I could appreciate that. Um, Cause I mean, mental health is super important. Um, especially with men, men, mental health is never talked about. Uh, so I think it's very important that we all like, build a community and we talk to everybody and reach out to people because you never know what someone's dealing with. Like we should all be kind and enjoy everyone's presence. Even if it's, even if they get on our nerves, you know, but we still should enjoy the fact that they are human and that, um, you know, they have feelings as well. You guys have feelings too. Like you're touring, uh, touring band, you know, you got things to do. You got people to reach out, you got things to do. And it's just a a lot on your plate. And it's very important that you guys take care of your mental health as well. Um, and how do you guys feel about that? Having to do as many venues and shows? Um, it's a lot of fun, but at the same time, like, like you said, it can be, um, pretty exhausting if you do too much of it. Like I know at least for me personally, Mm -hmm. I get burnt out pretty easily. Um, and even like this year, like we didn't play shows for like a few months. Um, and there were a couple of reasons for that. One of them was, you know, we're working on recording a lot of new music, but honestly, even if we weren't, I still feel like I probably would have needed that break anyways, just cause mm-hmm. you know, after COVID once shows started coming back, um, we played soundstage, we played blue Ridge, did a little tour, you know, we played a lot of really fun shows and they were great, but I was just feeling like, kind of exhausted after all of it and like just needed a little break. So yeah, sometimes you, you need that break, but now I'm feeling ready to get back out there. You yeah. know, like we played a show a few days ago at songbird in DC. 
um, that was a great first show back. That was so much fun. And, you know, we were planning some other shows. We have another um, Halloween show coming up later and other shows that I can't talk about yet. <laughs> but yeah, we're, we're getting back out there. I'm yeah. really excited for it. And yeah, no, you're totally right. It is good to yes. take care of yourself in that way, you know, like mm-hmm. pace yourself and all that. You don't want to burn out. Like burning out is probably like what half of our people our age right now are dealing with. They're burnt out. They don't want to deal this with deal with this anymore, which is why like jobs are not doing good right now. And a lot of people are choosing to take care of their mental health over, you know, over exerting their self. And which is like a bad time right now because that's, that keeps the economy going. You know, the fact that people are working and people are buying things, but everyone's like, can't afford to buy things and too tired to work. So it's just like, how do you keep, you know, things moving? And, um, I see you guys like, you guys are doing good. You're trying, you're pushing yourself and that's super exciting. And, um, I mean, what's the plans for the rest of the year? You said you have a couple of shows coming up. Do you have anything you're releasing? Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, Rohan, do you want to talk about that since you're like the production guy? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I want to start by saying uh, a little bit about the sadness, going back uh, to the sadness in her eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, that was actually the first track that we fully produced in-house, aside from mastering, um, which actually was really cool. Um, because we used to work with our, uh, dear friend, um, Dave Adrini and he, um, would, I would go over to his house, like with all the other previous releases, you know, at least after, you know, trust issues and after, uh, we had worked with him and, uh, I had got, you know, we had gone over to his house to track guitars and, you know, he would like edit as we would track and, you know, that kind of stuff. And then, we would get the drums done, get the vocals done. He'd, you know, engineer everything, mix it, and then have his, uh, one of his contacts master. Um, and that was really cool. And, it, and I learned a lot from that process. So, um, and I'm also in school for music production now. So, um, those things put together, it's, it's, you know, I've been mm-hmm. developing my skills. So I figured it'd be a good time to test it out on a new song. You know, Dave ended up moving over to LA and, you know, things got a little complicated as far as time and scheduling and, you know, that kind of stuff. And, and meanwhile, I was building my skills. So I, you know, I kind of got to a point where I was like, you know, let's try this. So, and that was the first song we ended up doing, uh, completely in house aside from mastering. And, and we're going to pretty much be doing that, uh, for, the foreseeable future, I think. Um, and the rest of this, uh, next release, uh, this album EP, whatever you want to call it is, uh, which is still in the works is all going to be mm-hmm. done in house. Uh, we're going to record everything in house at my yeah. house. Um, I'm going to mix everything and have my buddy over at Blackwell audio master it. And yeah, that's pretty much that's, that's, that's pretty much what, uh, what the plan is. We have a few singles in the works. Uh, we have, an album after that coming so yeah we have some stuff uh cooking up for sure (laughs) that's super exciting i can't wait to hear it um i can't wait to see what you guys have come up um how would you say since you you said you had a member move away how would the songwriting and practice like how often do you guys do that together well we practice uh we try to keep it fairly regular uh we practice once a week which as of now it's like every wednesday we usually get together whether it be in a like a live rehearsal um any sort of tracking that we're doing uh songwriting mm-hmm. any of that that's uh as of now our regular schedule um now 
who who is it that who is it that moved away Rohan or Gabe? Oh yeah, no, it was our it was our uh, the guy that that we worked with for production. Um, his oh. name was Dave. Yeah, he was a he was. We can call him an unspoken member. I've told him that before. <laughs> he me a lot, you know, and he probably, yeah. I'm going to send him this timestamp so I can melt his heart. But anyway, uh, yeah, he, he was the guy that we were working with for production. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And he helped us a lot too. Like, I'm not really a production person, but I feel like just watching him and watching Rohan, like I've learned a lot myself too. And Dave was super cool in the sense that he would like, add a lot of cool things like it was cool having an extra pair of ears that heard our music and would like incorporate things Mm -hmm. into our music that we wouldn't have thought of or that we wouldn't have heard you know so he really helped like bring our music to life a little more but now I'm noticing Rohan's incorporating a lot of what Dave would do as well so Rohan's basically like Dave 2.0 at this point (laughs) (laughs) I'm telling you man this 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 guy has taught me a lot (laughs) <laughs> well that's cool i really like i'm super excited um to hear what you got guys got going on um and what do you guys have any recommendations for any of the bands trying to do what you guys are doing right now uh, the most that i would say is to just be consistent you know keep doing what you're doing keep putting music out keep Mm -hmm. posting content, um, you know, and like we were saying earlier, you know, stay on social media. It's super important. It can be pretty exhausting sometimes. Um, I run our TikTok and it is tiring (laughs) coming up with ideas all the time. Um, But it's one of those things that you got to do it. You know, you got to keep your, keep yourself relevant. Cause even if I don't post for like, a week we start losing followers it's so exhausting how like social media has a big presence in music now it's not just like word to mouth anymore it's now shares like views i guess transferring those people from your social media to like your youtube or your spotify or any of that like it's it's tough making that transition sometimes you got to make it like really easy for people mm-hmm. I feel, I feel like, uh, the YouTube community is like its own entity. Like you have your YouTube community, then you have your social media, which is, can be, you know, a blend of everything, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. But I feel like YouTube is just its own thing. Like you have to go, you have to build a whole YouTube community and then build a whole, yeah, it's like twice the work for the same. That's that's a good point, actually. Yeah. Uh, I want to I want to thank you guys for being here. It was a pleasure talking to you, especially about the Dunkin' Donuts story. That's amazing. <laughs> um, you guys go ahead and put in your plugs. Guys, this is Waters Deep. Check them out. Um, go ahead and tag yourself and let everyone know where to follow. Yeah, you can follow us pretty much everywhere. We're just Waters Deep on Facebook. Uh, I think we're Waters Deep Band on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And then we're just waters deep on TikTok. And then you can pretty much find our music anywhere, you know, anywhere that DistroKid puts it, we're there. But we mostly yeah. use Spotify for the most part. And uh, yeah, thank you so much for having us today. Thanks, this was a lot of fun. Yeah, I hope you guys here. can uh, join again. And thanks for having you guys. It's been a pleasure. Um, I hope we can talk soon. Yeah, thank you. <laughs>